Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and once you lose your heart, it's all about the castle on a cloud. When she loved me, I went to Never Never Land, but when that day is done, I'm over the rainbow. Bewitched, bothered, and bewildered, how I wish you love my romance, because I'm just a beautiful dreamer. Joining us today are the usual rainy days and Mondays, including Kevin, how insensitive, Jager. Oh, how rude. <laughs> Kimberly, are they can't take that away from me, Game Master, an unofficial babysitter for the hour. Hello. And with us today is someone you may have seen in Les Mis, Saturday Night Fever, Hairspray, Martin Short, Bane Becomes Him, and Wicked. Let's give a big broad-waisted welcome to friend of the show. Friend, friend of, of the show. show. Donna Vavino. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us in our season premiere. Oh, yeah. Of season. Yeah. Is it, are we in season four? Yeah. Yes. It's season four, four <laughs> of Broad Wasted. Season one was six years. <laughs> season two, <laughs> a couple of months. Season three, short couple because I got married. Yeah. And <laughs> season much. four, who knows? But yeah, welcome. See- I feel like season three was one of those like partial seasons before a writer's strike, but yes. the writer's strike was that Brian got married. <laughs> Is this season three, part two, season three, part two, maybe like they split up TV shows now. <laughs> yeah. 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 We just had like a midwinter break. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, but uh, Donna, we are so excited that you are joining us, but before we start with anything, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? I know I'm so boring. Well, I have coffee. <laughs> Because um, after I do this, I'm actually teaching uh, some eight-year-olds who are in San Diego on Zoom. They're like preparing for uh, a concert. They're doing a duet. And so I I can't get broad-waisted and then try to teach them how to sing for good from Wicked, can I? I mean, I'd like to point out you could. I could. (laughs) Maybe not. Put a little Zambuca in this. Sure. And and make it it like an interesting coffee. Yeah. Like, Don, you're really fun today. (laughs) And on the flip side, and on the flip side of things, like 
you're dealing with us, so we're prepping you to do, to work with eight year olds. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. This is great. This is, this is yeah, perfect. That yeah. Um, <laughs> getting you uh, on their level <laughs> for sure. Uh, Kevin, what are you drinking? I actually was feeling like the, how it kind of cooled off a bit, but it's like the end of summer. So I made a pitcher of margaritas. Ooh, and I have it in the fridge, and it's like so like chill and crisp, and it's delicious. That's amazing. Yes, okay. Kimberly. Oh, and it's with George Clooney tequila. I just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you, George. What is, is it good? It's really, really good. I love how it's 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 not Casamigos. It's George Clooney tequila. And yes. I just like tequila, so I'll have to try. Yeah, it's good. Drink. We drank a full yeah, bottle of it in Chicago with um, uh, Colin. Yeah, Colin uh, Donald. Oh. <laughs> that was literally a our full introduction I, I drank, to it. I drank uh, in on. Um, uh, in February, when I was in Mexico, I drank an entire bottle of mezcal. Like, yes, so good and amazing. Honestly, tequila doesn't you're, you you get drunk, but it, you don't get tired. It's like incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's like the one upper alcohol. It's a stimulant. Yeah. yeah, we literally drank all that Casamigos, and then we went with Colin to a barbecue spot and had barbecue. Like it was incredible. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and then we had our live show that night, which none of us remember. Yeah, we literally did a live show in Chicago that we did not know what happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, they lost the recording. That's like a... No one will ever know. That's a lost to time no, one. That's a bummer. Yeah. It's a lost it was time. sad, but also we didn't know what we said. Yeah, but no. we're just holding on to it and ready to, like, blackmail you someday. <laughs> well, yeah, what if they didn't lose <laughs> yeah. it and they're just like, one day they'll be famous in the world will know. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Kimberly, Kimberly, what are you drinking? Um, courtesy of Brian's wedding... Oh yeah, I'm drinking gin, mm. a little Bloom London Dry Gin. Um, Brian does not drink gin and had some leftover from his wedding and sent me home with some. Yeah, yes, I did. It's my husband. Hello, hello, Jay. Um, <laughs> and I, like you, I'm drinking Corona from my wedding because we have boxes and boxes of beer in my home now. So great, amazing. Season four brought to you by yeah. Brian's wedding. Gin. My son's name is Hendrix. Oh, oh really? But it, but it's Hendrix at the After end. The gin? Okay. Well, no, but people ask me all the time because they're yeah, like, sure. we, know, "We know you like Hendrix gin." I'm like, I didn't name my son after an alcoholic beverage, but mm. <laughs> if you if you did, you would literally go immediately into the Hall of Fame of Broadway's to guests. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, no. But, uh, you know, if he ever wants to change it to the ICKS someday, he can. You know. Yeah. Sure. Tell people at a bar when he's 21. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I love that. Um, I love I that. Love Patrick. Um, uh, thank you so much for joining us again. So let's just get started. What's your favorite musical? Of all time? Yeah. Uh, and answer however today. you want. I guess, I mean, I always have to say West Side Story first because it's what made me want to do musicals. Sure. Like, see, like. It was it was the original film. I loved the the remake too. But um, that just like hearing that music and like we would listen to the the um, you know the cast. Well, I guess it was it was the movie recording. But I would listen to it. It was Martin, sure. Nick, not Natalie Wood singing. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I just like loved the I loved the jazz part of it. So I just was like, wow, Broadway's amazing. And then the dancing, it just sort of had everything. Mm-hmm. So that's what that will always be my favorite musical. Um, and I think yeah. I mean, I also, so it's, it's, and then my second is sort of, it's another, like I was 16 
and I saw Cheetah Rivera on tour with with uh, Kiss of the Spider Woman, and it oh like, cool changed my life. Oh yeah, um, because I it, seeing it like it was just so those two just made me like sure be like wow. And there are two you, shows I'll never be in. And I love that about them. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They, they weren't anything I wanted to be in. I was just sort of. You can really sit back and watch. Yes. And just. You're like, not jealous of anyone. You're not like sitting there like. I yeah, could, you're no. not. I, I love well, that. They both just like transported me to these other worlds that I. Yeah. Just, and yeah. I love those shows. Those, I mean, good answers. <laughs> did you. Did you. Did you grow up in the New York area, far away from it? Like, was were, was do you remember your first Broadway show? And and, and I do um, I grew up right outside of the city, and um, I would you know I was a child actor, film and mm-hmm. television. Oh, yeah. Right, film and television really is where I started. Um, and then, I, my grandma took me to see uh, me and my girl on Broadway. I was oh wow! Seven years old. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, that was fun. I lo- that was a really fun show and all the accents. And then I wound up, we wound up doing that show at my high school. So it was cool to like, oh, really? yeah. Um, but, and then I, I was in Les Mis less than a year later after seeing. So, so my, so second, when you, yeah. Broadway show oh, sorry. I, then, so yeah. Fun. Sorry. I was going to ask. So you, so you were local, uh, book the cassette role and then just kind of were like working locally. You didn't have to move or anything like that. No, yeah. no I was local. So. Mm-hmm. I, the, there were there were other people who joined the show who were from other parts of the country, mm-hmm. like New York, to do it. Yeah, did I guess just transitioning into Les Mis, like at that young playing that role. Did, looking back, did you comprehend like what was happening at all? No, I mean I don't think so. I mean it. There, lo- looking back, I really didn't. It was just. The adults around us were like, oh, you know, and that's what you're feeding off of. But when you mm-hmm. when you look into it, like it was just like, oh, I'm doing a show and it's fun. And you don't I didn't I don't think I I knew that Broadway was a big deal, but I don't think I I didn't comprehend what a big deal a Miz was like. It was a sure. Phenomenal. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like I would I was in third grade and I would go to school and then I would have teachers be like, so do you get tickets? Are you able to get? And I'm like, what are they taught? Like, because you could yeah. tickets for it. It was like Hamilton at the time. You know, it really was. Yeah. I, did not really understand that part of it. Sure. Um, what I did realize is that, you know, because the way Trevor Nunn and John Caird work, we had to be, we had to go to school a lot during the rehearsal process. So we'd be off in the tutoring room. But when we weren't being tutored, we would just sit in the rehearsal space because the way Trevor Nunn works is he, it's such an ensemble piece to him. He liked everyone mm-hmm. watching at all times. It wasn't like, you know, um, we're going to work with just, Beljan and Javert right now, and like everyone would just be watching, right? So it was a masterclass watching like Randy Graff and Anthony Cravello was grunting. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, I could name Judy Kuhn, Francis Raffel, Colm Wilkinson, Terrence Mann, you know, the entire company. Yeah. Insane. So I feel like I learned so much just watching them work. So yeah. that that was huge to me. I was like, oh my gosh, like I love to like act and I can sing, so I got this musical, but look at all these people and like how they, you know, work and yeah. Yeah, it was just, that was incredible for me. That I knew was a big deal. I didn't realize how popular I think the show was. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And because you didn't move, like you were still at home, nothing in your world really changed. I could imagine if you like 
move to the city to do a show, you think it's a bigger deal? I don't know if I'm... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that whole time period was just like, you know, it was like 1980s New York. I mean, I don't mean, I'm not going to bring stuff down, but like the AIDS crisis happened. Sure. Um, I grew up very fast knowing like there were company members dying. So it was very serious. And then I would just like have to go to school and like, we're going to, you know, make a diorama today of like Bergen County, New Jersey. And I'm like, uh, somebody mm-hmm. just died in the show. Like, you know, so there was a lot of... It, there was it, like I, like I went into that show believing in Santa Claus and left that show raising money for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS and knowing sure. and knowing like you know so I grew up very fast and not in a bad way not like yeah yeah I was doing drugs no it was just like wow like um and so and so it was it was an interesting way to be an elementary school student for sure and I did the show a long time I did it two and a half years which is very long oh, for a wow. Oh, I just, yeah. I was super small and I didn't really grow fat. Like I, I had a five inch growth clause. So it took me two and a half years. I mean, I took a, I might, I think I took a leave to do a movie and then came back, but mm-hmm. I was with the show two and a half years. I might, might've left for a month or something. Wow. So, wow. No. So, that's unheard of. Growth clauses in. Like yeah. they tell you how tall you have to be. Yeah. I used to get measured and, and all that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. But I was a very small eight-year-old so sure. <laughs> so it worked out yeah <laughs> I mean and then I guess talk about your journey through kind of like being this like child actor in a show and then like trying to find your place kind of in the Broadway or just theater world kind of growing up through it um because I because you know as we as we we know and we'll talk about it a little bit when we talk about your 54 below show in terms of um uh Wicked and Elphaba like how how I talk a little bit about because I I imagine that's there's a lot happening there. I guess figuring out who you are, how you fit into a certain uh, uh, industry. Yeah, when I left Les Mis, I did a movie right away, so I was sort of back in like the film and TV world again. And then you know you hit that like twelve, thirteen, fourteen age, which is sort of the dead zone for child actors because it's it's it was just also what was on Broadway. Like there were no other Broadway shows happening. Like. Mm. Follies, I think, was the only thing that came out with kids and Secret Garden. There were auditions for that, but and Daisy was a friend of mine back then, and she still is Daisy Egan. But I was like, oh, I'm not going to get like I knew I wasn't going to get that part. It just wasn't mm-hmm. the right thing for me. Um, and so I kind of like I didn't like take a break, but like the industry, there just wasn't a lot as a teenager in the industry anymore. Yeah. Um, so I I really leaned into my my school and and doing like the school shows and plays and all that. It was kind of amazing um, to do that. And then I was actually, there's a, there's a video of me. There's a bunch of videos of me on YouTube at 18 years old, senior in high school or 17 playing Sally in um, me and my girl. Uh, And Mm. one of my teachers came over to me and she's like, please don't go to college. Just try to go right to Broadway. And I said to her, Oh no, no, no. I have to go to college. Like it is, so hard as an adult. Like, I don't even, I don't even want to try, like, forget it. I really didn't think I could make it as an adult because I mm. was kind of jaded by then in a set, not jaded because, but just like, I knew how competitive it was for the adults, like versus like the kid actors. And so uh-huh. I, I mean, it was competitive for us too. There were hundreds of kids that auditioned for Les Mis, but um, I just was, I I didn't have the confidence to go back into it as an adult. Looking back at those videos, I was like, oh, I could have, but I'm kind of glad I didn't because I needed to sort of be normal even more in the sense of like just go to college at like not study theater. So I went to school in New York City. Um, I went to Barnard College 
And I was mm-hmm. like, I'll just be a lawyer because, like, I always was interested in that. And then, you know, did that trajectory and took my LSATs and went, oh, to, wow. go visit, went to go visit some law schools. And I would looked around. I was a junior in college and I'm looking around at, like, all these kids at law school or these law students. And I'm like, they love this. Like, they're, like, so into it. And I'm like, I don't love this the way they had a passion. I could see most of them in their eyes that like I had for the arts, but I had kind of pushed it away. Yeah. Um, it's like I need something secure. And by the way, law is not very secure either. There's a lot of lawyers who bartend. Sure. So. Um, right. so I, I um, kind of had like this meltdown. I was like, I should have gone to like Carnegie Mellon and I should have like tried to study this or whatever. And um, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like maybe I'll try to go to grad school for theater and, um, I got a call my senior year of college from, <laughs> I had a couple of auditions while I was in college. I was up for a film called, cause the film world was always kind of mm. good for a movie called camp. And sure. I was very, very close for that film. And that was fun. And that was a, that was a casting agency, Telsey casting with the time with like had just been, been put rent on the map and they were like huge. And mm-hmm. so, um, and they still are. And so I got a call from my childhood manager who was like, Telsey Casting reached out and they were like, um, we're having like these huge calls. We're looking for offstage singers for Saturday Night Fever, but they might have to cover roles or we're not sure. Like, and I showed up and it was like a cattle call. Like it was like, I, and I went, mm-hmm. and I was a senior in college and I'm it was September of my senior year. And I was like, all right, I'll just go sing a song and do this. And I booked a bro- that Broadway show. And I was like the youngest person in the cast and I second youngest. And I was going to the theater every night and singing backstage. And like, I was suddenly in a Broadway show again. And then I would go to college and I was like, yeah, I kind of have to do this. (laughs) So I just just then was like, okay, well, I'm going to start auditioning again. And, and then I got back into it as an adult. I, I, I think it was like the universe was like, no, you, 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 you will work and there is a place for you here. I mean, it was crazy. It was, I couldn't believe I got it. It was just like, oh, okay. Do you know where else there's a place for you? Where? Tuesdays in the in corner, corner with Kevin. It's Kevin's corner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Kevin's Corner. Kev. Since uh, this is my favorite part of the show because I get to do whatever I want and ask whatever I want to say whatever I want, which makes it the best part of the show. So since it's the premiere episode of season three slash four question mark, um, or 3.2 slash 4. <laughs> um, we are going to be talking about first impressions and impressions. Just because, um, partially because it's the beginning of the season and I thought like, 
the first impression of the season, but I also have been watching old RuPaul Drag Race uh, seasons, especially when they do Snatch Game, which is them doing impressions. So my first question for you is in life, not in theater, but in life, what is like the most important thing someone can do to make a good first impression on you? Um, look me in the eye. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And I know some people have trouble with eye contact. I don't, but I, but I, I don't mean that. I understand if someone might be shy, but if I'm like at a party and I'm, and someone is like, hi, nice to meet you. And then they're like looking around me because they want to see like, right. Else is there. I can clock that. It's very different. Someone being shy and having trouble with eye contact. I have no issue with. But when it's that, it's like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great one. That's a really um, good answer. Yeah. What would be your advice for a young actor? Because we do have a lot of actors uh, and aspiring actors who listen. What would be your advice to give a first great impression the moment you enter an audition room? Oh, wow. Um, I think it's be happy to be there, excited to be there, um, and open to work. Um, think of it like walk in, like you're coming to the first day of rehearsal and you got the job. It's not an arrogance. It's sort of a, hi, like, you know, no. And I think to help with that, just know that everyone who's in that room is, is rooting for you. Like they need you to do well because they have to fill these roles. So everyone's on your side. So I think just go in with like a really open, kind of you know mind and heart it's kind of cheesy but i love that and the last thing i'm going to ask you is a little birdie told me that you do a really great impression of either sarah jessica parker or celine dion i mean i do a lots of people but sarah jessica parker's sort of become my i mean that's what I, in martin short i played her and and i they put oh. it in the show for me um, when I auditioned for that, they just were like, do all the people you do. So I did a bunch of people. I was up for SNL once. I got close, but didn't get in. But, but, um, so they were like, do a bunch of people. And, um, <laughs> and so I did, I did Sarah and I remember Marty was like, I know her and that's freaking me out and nobody does her. So it's always sort of my thing. So now her voice has deepened, but this is like, think like early Carrie Bradshaw. I kind of, I feel like I still have her a little younger, but, um, so thank you so, so much having me on Broad Wasted. I am just so, so incredibly honored to be on Broad Wasted. I am the most content person who is here and just like that, you know. <laughs> that was so Wow. <laughs> wow. That was so I'm going to say a shout out. Thank you to my friend and yours, Betsy Werbel, for oh, telling me Betsy. to ask about one of those impressions. Wow. And I've, since 2008, I've been doing that when I was on tour with her before I did Wicked in New York. I was like, I, we would do these, uh, we would raise money for Broadway Cares and we do these like, you know, cabarets in different cities. And I was in Minneapolis and, you know, I was Elphaba and like, and my sister was like, would you please go up and do something? I'm like, I don't want to sing. I'm like, you know what? I'll just do like if celebrities were in Wicked. And I started just like, and I and I started doing that. There have been other people since who've ripped me off and tried to do that. Um, but but I will tell you, and it's fine, whatever. You know, I guess it's the highest form of flattery. But I've always done if Sarah Jessica Parker was Glinda. So if you come to the show that we'll talk about, you'll get to see that at least. <laughs> so I, I always work her in, you know. That's so, amazing. And and nobody else, nobody else tries to do her. I think everyone is no. left out. 
happy. So I appreciate That's a good that. one. Yeah, yeah. That was incredible. And this has been Kevin's Corner. Kevin's Corner. And that was that's an excellent segue into talking about your show. So September 9th. So if you are listening to this, the day that it airs or the week that it airs, um, is, this is airing September 6th. So I believe tonight, if you're listening to this, the day it airs, you can go see um, Donna at Birdland. And then on Friday, you can see her 54 Below show. Tell us a little bit about yeah. those. If you go see me at Birdland, it's actually Susie Mosier's show, The Lineup. And I'm just doing one song with my sisters. We're doing a trio. Um, so my show, um, I, you know, I just did a show at Green Room 42 back in June, Confessions of a Broadway Baby. I talked mm-hmm. a lot about being a child actor in that one. This one, I talk a little bit about that, but this is a, a baby I've had in my mind for a long time. Um, the show is called La Mia Familia, about the Italian side of my family. Mm-hmm. I have two sisters. They're younger, and um, uh, one of them was in – she's so talented, and she was in Frozen in L.A. Um, when they were doing it at the Hyperion. And mm-hmm. my other sister is currently on the Wicked Tour as the Alphabet Standby. So she's That's another – wild. And, and you're the first two to play sisters to actually play Alphaba. Is that correct? Yeah. The first and like, it could be the only, like you just never, you know, yeah, you, totally. Yeah, no. So like wild, it's pretty incredible. People like didn't put it together for a long time. Like every now, Oh, I just saw wicked. I saw somebody in Italia Vivino, any relation. I'm like, Oh yeah, it's my sister. She has That's the so same, cool. They gave her my glasses, the same ones that I wore. Wow. Um, she's leaving that tour on September 5th and then she'll I said, come to New York, please do this show with me and Antonia. So they're going to come up and do some songs. We're going to, we're going to do some trios. They'll do some solos, duets. I'm sure an Italian, I will do, we, I will just tell you now, we have a very special song that we're going to do together. That was especially arranged for this show with Steven, oh. Schwartz, Steven Schwartz blessing. So if wow. you can see that and hear that, you got to come to the show because this is not live streamed. It's in person only. So Cool. So yeah, I want to see. Yeah, I'm so uh, excited. I mean, they're amazing. If you go to my social media, you can check them out singing too a little bit. So, yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, get tickets. Um, you can go to the 54 Below website, um, get tickets there. Um, it's Friday, September 9th. Um, check it out. It's going to be amazing. At 9.30, yep. 9.30 p.m. slot. So check that out for sure. I mean, and, and while we're talking about it, um, I mean, you've played Elphaba many times with different Glindas and, and going on, I guess, like talk about the experience of, I believe you are on tour first, then you moved to Broadway. Is that correct? Like talk, talk about the transition of that. We've had a lot of people who have, who have transitioned from that, but for that specific show transitioning over, like talk a little bit about the preparation, how, how it changed for you. So doing it on tour is challenging in some ways because you're switching cities and you're traveling and traveling is always going to make you feel more tired. You don't have your support system and mm-hmm. your team around you. And you could be in Denver singing at an altitude and that's hard. Mm. And then, and then you go to, you know, Portland and somebody, and I loved singing in Portland. I like didn't miss a show. And I had people who were like, how, how I have the worst allergies. And I'm like, Nope, I'm, I'm happy Interesting. here. And then I went to um, Phoenix and I couldn't sing the whole, like the whole two weeks there. I was like, can't do the part. Like it just, took my voice. So, so when you travel, it's, it's tricky, you know, it's really Mm -hmm. just so tricky. So there's that. Um, but a little, a little fact about the tour, there's, there's no raked stage on tour. So you're, you don't have to deal with the rake, which is, and you don't have to deal. There's a lot of more, there's more running around. Like when I, when (laughs) specifically no good deed, which is my favorite song to do in the entire show. Um, really? Oh yeah. I, I have to tell you, I 
I, <laughs> there's, so there's this like, I guess there's a bootleg that's been going around for like many years now of me and Ali Mazi and Kyle. It's like from, from, from a night on Broadway of the show. And, um, you know, my no good deed from that show became like a thing. <laughs> like people were like, and so I didn't want to watch. I don't like to watch myself. And I watched it and I was like, oh, you know what it is? I just really loved doing that. So there was just this like energy that I have where it's like, I felt like, yes, this is the best yeah. part of the show. Cause I just love act two alphabet so much. Yeah, but anyway, sure. um, in New York, you have to run around a lot before no good deeds. So my very first time going on New York, I, I shit the bed on that song. I'm going to tell you right now, like people are now are like, you're the best no good deed. I'm like, first of all, let's not rank. There's no best. We all have our own yeah. way. But if they had heard my first no good deed in New York, <laughs> I was so out of breath at the start of the show. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Run off stage, run all the way around, down the stairs, then up a stairs, and then you're going, Pharaoh, coming through a thing. So I was out of breath. I was like, again. I mean, it was it was really embarrassing. I was like, Aah! like growling to get through it. So I started running on the treadmill and singing it to get my stamina up. Oh. So, and then I was like, God, oh, this is cake. But I, but I think that's why I loved, by the time I left Wicked, my tenure was over. I was so, I loved doing that song so much because I was so proud mm -hmm. of being able to conquer it. Like, yeah, that's a I'm cool not, way to train yeah. for that. That's like Amazing Race stuff. That's so right cool. There. I tell my student, like I teach sometimes and I'll tell some of my voice students and like acting students, even like just, if you're going to be singing and dancing at the same time, even like jog or you've got to, you got to do the moves yeah. with you're going to get out of breath. Sure. Uh, but that was something I did not realize because in, on the tour, you come off stage, you wait in the wings and then you run back on. Like cool. <laughs> you don't run yeah. all over. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's you, so don't funny. Have, you don't come up to the stage. You don't have yeah. bells and whistles on tour. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, thank that's you incredible. so much for joining us. We had a blast. We hope you did too. Um, have fun with the uh, teaching. Um, but uh, before we end, anything, I know your show, but anything else you want to talk about? Um, before yeah, I mean, we uh, first of all, there's, I have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. I'm actually, I am filming a film this month that I can talk about called uh, Family Affair. It's a, it's a queer film that I'm really proud to be a part of. And um, I play the mother of, um, I won't tell much more, but it's a 14-year-old boy. And it's a really a, a funny and heartwarming story. So I'll be doing that. I'm filming some other stuff. And I'm kind of getting back to my film roots, which is exciting. Yeah. And then um, I do have a show coming up, like a, like, a, like a musical that I'm going to be in. So if you follow me, I can't announce it yet, but if you follow me on social media, it's uh, I'm at Donna Vivino, D-O-N-N-A-V-I-V-I-N-O across the board. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok. I haven't posted there in a while, but I'm there. Cool. Um, and so, yeah, so you can find me there. Awesome. Fantastic. I'm making announcements in a few weeks about the show coming up. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and, and as a reminder, check out the 54 Below show yes. September 9th at 9.30. Um, go to 54below.com to get tickets to that. Again, it's live. It's not streaming, and you're definitely going to want to be there. Um, yeah. Thank and you Natalia so much. And Natalia and I are going to make history with a new arrangement of a Wicked song. So That's going to be I super cool. Yay! Yeah. Um, but we end every episode with a quote and today's quote yeah, is, I know a place where no one cries crying at all, <laughs> not allowed, not in my castle on a cloud. No. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> of course. Oh my god! So like, when you go to the Tonys next and you present, will that be like the song they play when you're entering? Oh like, gosh, ba, I, ba, 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 I ba. hope not. I mean, not that I don't love that song, but I hope like you know there'll be something else that I've done. <laughs> yeah, like, something new, a new song that hasn't been written yet, right? A new musical. Let's hope. Yeah, wouldn't that be sad if like later on in your career, the song that they play is about like a sad child's like broken dream? <laughs> <laughs> because that does very well for herself. Yes, yeah, that is uh, true. She's fine. <laughs> and um, she becomes a Disney princess. So it all works. <laughs> but everyone like hates her though, because they're like, Ugh, she's not Eponine. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. Like, like you feel bad for her and then you're like, Ugh, I hate Cosette. I want Eponine to get him. You mm-hmm. know? It's like, yeah, but she survives the musical. Yeah. <laughs> she sure does. She's it's- there at the end. I'm not a ghost. <laughs> there's um, like four people left at the end. Literally, there's like four people with a bunch of ghosts. Yeah, she Cartier, beats the statistics. Cartier's and then and then um Marius and Cosette. Yeah. Yeah. Well you can you can follow us wherever you are on social media, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Um Facebook group, um at Broadwasted, uh, it's just our name. You can check us out there, and then of course you can find us wherever you get podcasts. That includes things like Stitcher, Spotify, and of course Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there. Five stars, Five stars please. please. And thank you. Um, again, thank you so much for joining us. But as we end every episode, we raise our glass and we say, "Cheers." Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.